We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. So here we are, we're getting ready to record podcast number four. And I think that today I really wanted us to, we've kind of talked about some really heavy and hard topics and not that this this is not an equally hard topic to talk about, but I know there's a lot of questions and a lot of interest in what you had mentioned in one of the podcasts about a bucket list. And so I'm curious if you could just kind of walk us through what the bucket list is, why y'all created it, how you came up with the idea, and some of the things that are on it. Obviously, I may be asking questions in between there, but uh, but yeah, let's get started with some of this bucket list information. So we started our bucket list because a friend of ours talked about a foundation called Quinn Madeline. What they wanted to do is bring awareness to new impacts um, and also to give families the opportunity to make memories and experiences for children under the age of three, because um, Make-A-Wish usually does it, you can't apply until you're three years old or two and a half. Um, And they were just really great of listening to us and what we wanted. Um, Unfortunately, we did a trip, not with them, but we did a family trip. And when we got home, we, we had applied like right when Evan was two and a half to three. So that six month period, we weren't able to do our trip with and Madeline, um, and then Evan ended up in the hospital for a month. So, um, but they were amazing. They were great to talk to. Um, the person who you, Sam was talking to was actually the mom of Quinn Madeline, um, and she, she, this is her passion is to help families get experiences. So, what we were doing from Quinn Madeline, we got the idea to do a bucket list and just have people tell us what they wanted to see Evan do, and we had. We opened it up to Facebook, all the people. So Evan has a Evan has his own Facebook page. And we started that when he was diagnosed, when we had that first hospital stay so that we could have everybody included. Everybody knew what was going on. It was an open door for people. So people couldn't say, I didn't know. Like, I didn't want anybody saying that. So um, for the bucket list, we opened it up to all of our friends and said we wanted 100 things to do with Evan maybe more, but that my, my goal was a hundred. And it was, it was like, everyone should do blank in their lifetime. One of it was lay on the grass and, and feel the sun on your face. And like, it's crazy. Cause like Evan didn't really do that until he was almost three years old. Um, there are things that like, when you're in special needs, you're in this like realm of your everyday grind of like, you're doing meds, you're doing feedings, you're doing lung checks you're doing like all these things where suctioning and whatever your kiddo needs and the time that you aren't doing anything I feel like I just sit on the couch and just breathe for a second but you can't breathe too long because then everything will catch up to you so you gotta get up and now you gotta do all the house chores too because who's gonna do those and it's like just because I mean like that's like a typical parent too is like when your kid's down for a nap that's when you're you do all your work or you try to, 
and then you're exhausted by the end of the night. So our whole thing was trying to get all the memories in at once or all the memories in that we can with Evan while he's here. And um, we opened it up and we got a flood of people just sharing. It was hot air balloon rides and splash pads. Everyone should go to a splash pad. Everybody should go under a waterfall, should go to the zoo, should see the stars at night, should catch a firefly. Like all these, some of them were a little out there, but for the most part, like it was true. Like Niagara Falls was a great one, but for us to be realistic, like to get Evan to Niagara Falls, like I don't have the guts to do that. I don't have the guts to put him on a plane again and try to get all the way up there to hopefully get him to Niagara Falls. And even if we're there, so like instead of overwhelming myself of like, how am I going to do it? It's more, I asked my friends. So one of them was a hot air balloon ride. There's no way that I can get Evan in a hot air balloon. One, he's on oxygen. So there's like, that's a huge risk with fire. And then also too, I don't know about altitude wise with him, if that will just... I don't know. It just, it, that scares me. Plus, it's to get it all organized. So one of our friends sent, I don't know, probably 20 lanterns that looked like hot air balloons. And she sent them through Amazon. And she, she didn't say anything with it. So she, I got all these little hot air balloons. And I thought, this is so cool. Why don't we hang them? Why don't we put them through the mantle and put them to the coffee, like put a line from the mantle of our fireplace all the way to our coffee table and then we'll just let him fly down. It's not always easy. The first time we tried to do it that night he just was coughing and wasn't having a good time and for me it's like let's just try. If it doesn't work we'll do it again later and that for that day Sam was so mad because he kept coughing and I really wanted to do it and he was like focus on Evan. So I was getting mad because I really wanted it to happen. And it was this, we weren't yelling at each other and we don't get in fights like that, but it's just like this, someone's putting their foot down, another person puts their foot down and it's like, who's going to win this battle? And I just remember looking at him going, he's fine. We are at home. Nothing bad's going to happen. Like, let's just try again. And we did. And it was beautiful. We had, we had little fake lights in like the bucket part of the hot air balloon. It turned off all the lights and just let him watch him flip down. And like somebody else gave us, so one of it was to go fishing. Well, they, somebody randomly sent us a um, Amazon package that had a fishing pole with magnets, with magnetic fish. So I put them all in like a little bucket, not a, it was a pretty big bucket and made Sam go fishing with Evan and like, the pictures I got from that was everything. Even though like he probably, Evan likes to do those things, but he would like you to read a book to him. Like he's not a very impatient child who like go, 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 go. That's never been him. But like for us, I mean, Sam got to go fishing with Evan. I mean, it's not your typical fishing, um, but it kind of, it brings that joy back into the hardness that hope, like whenever something bad's happening, it's like, you know, we haven't done a bucket list in a while. We pull it out and go, which one is practical for us to do today? And like Father's Day, he, that week before he wasn't digesting very well, we hadn't really seen him. Like his eyes, he would open them, but he wasn't really there or he'd sleep a lot. Um, and then Father's Day, he kind of perked up and I 
decided I was going to get in the pool because it was so nice. Sam was taking a nap and Evan looked at me and I said, do you want to get in the water? And he said, yes. And I said, so now I'm like asking him a bunch of questions, making sure that he actually wants to get in the water because the last thing I want to do is put him in a bathing suit, put him in the pool and he hates me. So um, we just went where before I don't think that I would have been that courageous and that, I don't know, I, I don't think that I would have pushed him. But because of these bucket lists and like all the memories, especially now with Ryan, I want those, I want them both to have those memories. Like it's not just benefiting Ryan anymore. It's benefiting Evan too, that he's here. One of the things that should, should have been on the bucket list was to kick a ball. Evan kicked a ball the other day to Ryan. Ryan caught it with his hands and like with help and like pushed it back. Like they had a ball, like they had so much fun doing it. And those are the things that make the hard times less hard. I'm not going to take away that like they're always going to be hard, but they, when you can pick out the one good thing of the day, just one, it could be a smile or a glimpse or that they responded to a noise or they didn't have to be suctioned so much that day. Like those are great things to hold on to. So when you have that smile, hold on to it because one of my friends, the day after we, got the, we did the pool Father's Day, she's like, so how's Evan doing? I'm like, doesn't matter what he's doing today. Yesterday was awesome. We had an amazing day with him. He's only 30 minutes in the pool, and I put a time limit on it. I didn't want to wear him out. And I thought surely he'd be asleep by the time we brought him in. He wasn't. He was wide awake that, for the rest of the day. And I just kept thinking, if this is the last anything we do with Evan, I'm so happy that we did it. Because he could have just been laying in bed instead of, and it, the bucket list just kind of helps us look for the future. It, it sounds like it's almost one of those um, opportunities to use some very creative uh, juices that we don't always get to use when we're mm -hmm. raising a child with special needs and, uh, or medically complex. And so that provides you to get some of those um, creative juices flowing. And then two, it's kind of like, okay, what, what's next? What, what do mm -hmm. we get to build on uh, to create those memories next? And the thing is, too, that, like, I had to remember was Evan doesn't know that he's missing out. Like, he has no idea what's on that list. So if you don't get to it, it shouldn't be heartbreaking. Like, it's for me and Sam to have those memories with Evan. It's Evan enjoys doing them, but he doesn't know what any of that stuff means. He probably knew what fishing was, but didn't know what fishing was because he's never done it. So he's not missing out. And also, too, when we do it one time, like, I'm okay doing it that one time. It was a great time. I'm okay not doing it again. Like, Move on. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, it was fun, but I'm afraid of doing it again and it being horrible. And then now I remember that horrible time instead of that great time. And some things we do do over again, but if they're hard, like I don't want to try, try again for it to be hard again. Or like if it was a great time to do it again, to not have the same experience that we had really holding on to those positive um, yeah. experiences that you had and not trying to re not trying to force a positive experience again. Correct. Which is very hard. I have to say like that's that's one of I had to learn after we started doing the bucket list was that it's okay to fail. It's okay for this not to work because we can always try again later. But not to to just do it because I want to do it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and I guess along those lines, 
has there been a bucket list item that you're like, oh my gosh, we've tried that, we tried it twice, and we're never doing that again, so that you learn that, oh, he didn't really enjoy that activity. <laughs> Even yeah. though it was an experience y'all walk away from going, oh, I'm glad we did that, but we did not enjoy that. So the he was like two, and it snowed really bad here. Not really bad. It snowed here in Oklahoma, and I was like, we're going to go outside and let him play in the snow. We'll make a snow angel. And they like, I put him, I got him a um, snowsuit from my sister-in-law, put him in like a snow jacket, hats, gloves, boots, everything. <laughs> and I laid him in the snow and he looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? And I he was moving his arms up and down like, look, you made a snow angel. And I took his glove off and put snow in his hand. And you would have thought that I was like strangling this kid. He was like, what? like never mad ever and this kid is freaking out and Sam was like I'm pretty sure you didn't like snow I'm like yeah so the next year we did the same thing oh he still doesn't like snow <laughs> we look for it from it from the inside but the second I said you want to go outside he'll close his eyes so tight he has no desire to go out in the snow anymore I think I may have learned it but <laughs> that, that is a great story I mean oh my gosh I I love hearing that about him he, he doesn't like snow I mean no. you know he doesn't like, he does, he likes wind, like from a fan, but he doesn't like cold. So like, I've tried an ice pop with him when he was real, real little. He didn't like it. And I think it's just the texture, like it, the sensation. We've done whipped cream. So a lot of his sensational stuff we did, um, like whipped cream play. And the nurse that brought it over, it was frozen or cold. And she stuck his hands in it. And at first he was like, oh, I don't like this. And then he's like, oh, okay. Like, and he's okay getting messy. He's not like a, I don't feel like he freaks out when he's dirty. But the second we said we were going to put the dinosaur in there to play, he was like, no, 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 no. Like, that's my dinosaur. That's my dinosaur. No, 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 no. Like, don't get him dirty. That's what I felt like when he was doing it. I was like, oh, kid. And I, it just, it makes you smile because you, you really start paying attention when it's not your everyday thing and it's a special time. You start to listen to your child. And even though he was saying no, I mean, we still did it because we told him we were going to. And I mean, he wasn't happy with us, but then we cleaned him off and we cleaned him off. Like everything was fine. So then when you ask him again, do you want to do this? He'll say no, because he didn't like that experience. But then we'll try again with something else that's similar. Like, we used to put shaving cream on his tray and put these, like, little dinosaurs all over him because he likes them and they're big enough that he can hold it in his hand. And he would, like, hit them and move them around and, like, like he would grab one or move, like, take his hand and push it across the tray. And it's like, can you give this, can you give me one? So he'll, like, knock one off the tray to give it to you in the hand you asked for. So, like I said, the messiness, he wasn't. He didn't care about it. it was that it was cold with the whipped cream but he just so he's he's okay with the um shaving cream it's yes. it's the cold whipped cream that he didn't enjoy yeah. so. it's that that sensation of being cold he doesn't like that his baths like i used to give him baths every day he used to love them he got a little bit older we moved into a different house i gave him a bath and he would cry and cry and cry so we had another one of my other nurses that i truly love she was awesome. She gave him a bath and I went in there and I stuck my hand in the water. I was like, Ooh, this is kind of like warm. Not that it was like hot, hot, but it was like, I mean, I would have gotten into that bathtub. She's like, yep, this is how he likes it. 
was like, and he wasn't red because she looks for signs. She's like, he's not red. He's like, and he truly does enjoy a warm, warm bath. She spas days him. She like puts him in there for me and giving him a bath. It's like 10 minutes in and out. Like we're from the start to the end. I'm like, nope, because he's not on pulse ox. He's still on oxygen in the pool or into the bathtub. But I go as, I'm like, you were clean, get out. Where she's like, oh no, we'll just play. Like, not mom. <laughs> Well, so, so tell me how many items are on your bucket list. You, you said you started out with 100 or that was your goal. Did you end up with 100? Do you have more? We have more. I want to say we probably have like over 150. And we probably, oh, I don't even know. I haven't counted them. I check them off while we go. Like they're all numbered. But I keep them the exact same list that they are. And I just put check marks next to it. And then put the person's name who either bought us something or suggested us to do it so that they get credit too because I want them to be a part of the list. I want to say we've done at least 40 to 60 of them on the list. I'm actually wanting to get maybe even more because I was thinking about the other day I wanted to open it up again to get more people's opinions and um, see if we could do more stuff like inside too because like now that we're not traveling with Evan it makes it a little difficult to like go we've been to the zoo but like to go to the zoo or to go do things like that. And maybe one day we will go to the zoo whenever we take Ryan, maybe we'll venture out one day and see if he'll, if Evan will make it. But that's just where we're, where we're at right now. Like I rather, so for instance, like if we didn't do the zoo, I would have gotten extreme animals, Oklahoma city, extreme animals to come to us, which we did for his fourth birthday. And we had that inside, which, I'm, I, that's not, we have a bunch of animals in my house. <laughs> it's fun. It really is. It's fun. And it's one of those, everyone's like, why didn't you do it outside? And it's like, well, Evan wasn't having a good day, but like, I wanted him to be a part of it. And I wasn't going to put him outside with the animals. Like I wanted him to enjoy it as well. So brought everybody inside and all the animals. And we had a python and monkeys. They have everything. It was, it was awesome. It was really cool. And all the kids you're, loved it. We had all of his little friends over. So. You're such a cool mom, I tell you. <laughs> Animals inside, that's that's a cool mom right there. You know what? I just say my sister-in-law had them come and they had, it may have been the kangaroo pooped on her carpet because it rained outside. So they had to do it inside. And I was like, oh my God, I would never do that. And here I am. I'm like, you do anything for your kids, right? And I even <laughs> held the python, which I'm not a huge fan of snakes, but Evan is. I mean, my face said it all. It was like, ah, ah. like, okay, we have it on the seven. You ready? We're done. <laughs> like, we good? You get the picture? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. We got many pictures. <laughs> but that's the fun of it is like coming up with these ideas and like trying to make it work. So one of them was to put your feet in the ocean or in the sand. So um, we did. Um, my father-in-law and his wife go out to San Diego or around San Diego with her family. And one year they decided, that year they decided to ask us too. And our whole family was going and we weren't going to go. We were pretty dead set of like not putting Evan back on a plane that we didn't think, we didn't, we didn't know if, if we wanted to do that. Well, Evan was huge into Mickey Mouse at the time. And my sister-in-law asked us in front of everyone, like, you sure you're not going to go? Yeah, probably not. 
Well, she goes, she turned around to talk to somebody else about our trip, their trip, and talked about Disneyland. And I held in every ounce of me during that whole dinner, got in the car and just, and I, and I'm a very emotional person. I'm surprised I didn't cry during dinner, got in the car and just bawled. And it was like, never thought about Disneyland. Like it's a drive. It's like an hour and something just to drive to Disneyland from where they were. Evan would never get that opportunity again to go see Mickey. Is this something that we want want to try? And Sam thought I was nuts. And I was like, well, let's talk about it. When will he ever go to a beach? When will we ever have this opportunity to go with family? When will we? And I was like checking off. I mean, now I was trying to convince. I was the one saying no before. Sam was on board saying no. And then now I'm turning around going, I mean, like, let's see if this can work. Well, getting out there was awful. And um, our flight was delayed like five hours. We're on oxygen concentrator and um, that's battery packed. Well, you can't charge the batteries if it's running. So we had like six batteries to last us the plane ride. By the time we were going to get on the plane, we had no battery left. So we had a nurse come out. One of our nurses got a pass to come sit with us. So we had Hannah, we were paying Hannah to go out with us because there was no way of just Sam and I going. My father-in-law and his wife were already out there. My brother-in-law and his wife with their three kids are there with us. And then my brother-in-law and his fiance at the time, now his wife, was there. Sam, me, Evan, and Hannah. We're all waiting for this flight and it keeps getting delayed, delayed, delayed. And we're about to get on the plane. And Sam was like, Sam and Hannah were both like, I don't think we should go. And I'm like, I think we can make it. Like, I, we're already here. Let's just get on the plane. And like, Sam was like, I think this is a really bad idea. And I was like, uh, I mean, like, we got this far. We waited this long. Like, let's just get on the plane. And we get our boarding pass. Like we told the pilot what was going on, just make sure that they had oxygen on the plane just in case, because we've had that we've had that happen before where we had to use plane oxygen. And they badge us in, and Evan just turns gray and has a seizure. And it's like we don't have enough oxygen. I can't pump him up anymore. Like he's already on the max for this concentrator. And I looked at Sam. I said, "Okay, let's go home." And the flight, it, like the pilot was like, put them on the next flight. Well, the next flight wasn't for two more days, a direct flight out there. So we missed two days. When we were, when we had those two days, I got more battery packs for the concentrator. We tried again. And I, we, we all looked at each other like, are we just dumb trying to like, trying to do this? Like, is this just gonna be, and it was, the ride was awful. Our pole socks died during the flight. Evan wasn't breathing right and then turned gray. So like we had to bag them on the airplane and that was, I mean, that was a wreck. I made, Hannah was sitting with me. I pulled Evan out of his car seat to hold him, pulled Hannah to change with Sam. They did. And then I like yelled at Hannah, who's like two rows behind me to get the Anbu bag. So she, Sam's holding Evan. Hannah is getting the bag from above and she's really short. So she's like jumping on the handle of the seat to get back there and I'm like I we have it but I don't ever have it close because you never need it like like that Hannah's um pumping the bag as I'm holding it on his face and counting and like Sam's just looking like what the hell did we like why are we like what happens if he passes up here like I know all these things are probably going through his head like 
you made me come on this plane. And Aiden and I were like, oh gosh. Well, I'm like worn out after this whole episode. So I just couldn't keep my eyes open. Remember the whole socks died. We have no idea what his oxygen level is. And I keep closing my eyes and Sam keeps waking me up. He's like, you need to stay awake. I was like, I am so tired. Like I don't, and he was, he was so drained. And I, and I give him mad props for the dad he is because he's such a trooper. And we get to San Diego and the whole trip from there on is beautiful. Like we go to Disneyland. We didn't, we went to, I did a character breakfast. So we got to meet all the characters and I didn't care about going into the park. I just wanted him to meet Mickey Mouse and we drove back. We, we went in for one picture. We asked somebody, we're like, we don't have enough oxygen to go do the day here. Like, can we just go, go in and take a picture of just us being in the park? And they said, yes, we took a picture and we left. And then we went to, to the beach. Evan loved the beach. He put his feet in the water. I think just being outside, being by the water was really great. Coming home, had no issues at all. Like he was hardly on any oxygen. Full socks read like 99 the whole time. So, and then we came home and I said, okay, last, that was our last flight. We're not taking any more flights. We're all done. Like that was a great one. We had a great trip. I'm okay, never, never doing that again. So that was one of those one time, last time. And he's been on flights before. We've, we did NIH, we've gone to New Jersey. We've gone to, he's been all over. We've been to Colorado. We've been to California. The kids well, well traveled. <laughs> um, and that was all before the age of three. So the bucket list though helps because like if it wasn't for the bucket list, and us wanting to put our feet in the sand, like, and see the, the ocean, I don't think we would have. Sorry, I know that was a big, long. That, that was an amazing story. That was, that was a story worth capturing. So glad you shared that one. It's like, you have to be, like, willing. I mean, I would never put my child in harm. And I feel like at some point, it just kind of happened. Like, I would never going into the situation be like he's not feeling well he's been seizing let's go do xyz like he was fine before we got on the plane and I don't know what I don't know I don't I think he just had something stuck in his airway or his lungs when we had to ambu bag him but like that's traumatic so let me tell you when somebody goes do we need to land, do an emergency landing and I'm like oh heck no do not land this plane <laughs> just keep going I'm like the fast because it's like by the time you actually land the plane, get off, you know, we could have been there by now. Like, don't, no, don't, and plus everybody else can be so mad. I mean, we were mad. We were mad. Everyone was, so, like, and the flight attendants were awesome during that whole thing. Like, everyone was, they were really great. Yeah. I don't know. The bucket list, though, helps you with, I would say, like, just looking for the next fun, spontaneous, planned adventure where it's like, you just look, you just look down the list and go, you know what, we have a lot, we have a lot of downtime today. Evan's doing really good. What can we do close to home? And we just pick one. Yeah. yeah. And it, like I said, laying on the grass and looking at this, at the sun, like, or feeling the sun on your skin, like that's such a calm, like that's something that we've all done, but we never think about. Cause as a kid, I mean, I remember rolling down the hill, you know what I mean? Like you get on a hill and you roll down it, like you're all in grass or, but as a mom of a special needs child, like those milestones aren't hit the same way. So you have to be a little bit more creative 
in getting those hit, it's just a really good reminder of somebody else's point of view of thinking how simple, like how simple is that where we could just go outside and lay outside yeah, and, yeah, or go to the pool. So. so so if someone wanted to see your list and, and maybe help contribute to mm -hmm. making some of those things happen, where did they look for that list? So it's on Evan's Facebook page. You just have to keep scrolling. <laughs> it's somewhere on there. Every once, whenever I update it, I'll put like the new date on top and then put the new list, like put the list where the check marks are. But they're all there. Um, and even when they're done, I'll put like the date and a picture or video of when we did it so that it's documented that we did it. I love that. So, so everyone gets to experience that with you guys. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it ends like, one was like a wagon ride and one of our friends, they were going to redo their wagon for like, I guess their garden. So they came over one day and like let Evan ride in it and he loved it. And one of our friends saw that he loved it and bought us a wagon. Like, so we have, like we have an, a plastic wagon that like everybody has like as a kiddo, which we used, we put a tumble form in it. We put the to-go seat in it. And then my grandma, um, bought us a wonderful wagon, which I don't know if you've seen them, but they like fold up fairly small. Um, but you can, they come in four seats, two seats, and then they have like a little shaded area and it has been perfect for us so far. Um, I could put all of his equipment in there. When we were trying to sell our house, it was like loading Evan up in that with all of his equipment and then walking the dogs with us. So it was, a lot easier than putting him in a wheelchair, which he doesn't enjoy the wheelchair very much. So you could just even lay him in the wagon some days instead of sitting him up. It's it's been really cool. It's been cool to see how people see our journey. And they can be a part of it, and that was what the best thing is having people in your corner all the time. Is that an encouragement to you as a parent that people are contributing to this piece of my life? Um, or is it something you feel like is very sacred and you're not wanting to share? Obviously you are a sharer because you're mm -hmm. doing podcasts and, and have a Facebook page and those kind of things. But do you find that encouraging to, to you as a family? I do. I do. I think that when Evan got diagnosed and we started the Facebook page, we had such a big outpour of people saying that they're praying for us and we were getting things in the mail and food was getting delivered. Things that I didn't know we needed, we were getting. When we were doing that first hospital stay, our neighbor got our house clean. She was watching our dogs and she got her housekeeper come over and clean. And I just thought like, this is what God's army looks like, is people who don't ask questions, they just do. They didn't, weren't asking us what we needed. They were just showing up. And I felt that the what I needed to do to contribute back to them was to let them, let them be part of Evan. Let them see him grow. Let them know our hard times, let them know our happy times, um, and just really love on him as much as we do. And even though they're a distance and I might not hear about them, I know that they're listening and reading. And I know a lot of them will look him up just to see if I posted anything. And last year, I have to say though, it was really hard for me, which is going to be another topic. But like when we were going through IVF, um, not, nobody knew. We kept that very that was our choice of, we didn't even tell family. Like my mom knew because some days I needed her to come here. And my grandma knew because really without my grandma's help, I don't know how IVF would have happened so quickly. Last year, we, we kind of just enjoyed 
but everyone like COVID happened. And I feel like the world now knows how we feel all the time, not just with COVID, but flu, like everything. So like common cold, washing our hands all the time, making sure people don't come over sick. And we just really, I enjoyed just being pregnant and being with Evan and letting Evan be a huge part of that. Cause that was something that I really wanted him to be a part of whether he was here or just in the beginning of the journey or if he would have passed or any, whatever that looked like. And he has surpassed all my expectations on all of this, but I didn't share as much on my, on his page just because I felt like there was so much joy and there was some heartache and in very hard days. Um, but now that Ryan's here, We've been very open again and sharing and I don't know. There's some things that like, and I, ha I had to realize like, it's okay to say, I don't want to share that. Like before it was, people would ask about Evan and I felt that I needed to share him or people go like, so do you have kids? It's like, yeah, I have a, I have a one-year-old. Oh, one's so much fun. Every, every time I, I have a five-year-old. Oh, that age is so much fun. It's like, Okay, do I tell them that he's terminal and that he's not doing this, like not typical? Or do I just go, uh-huh, yeah, it's great, <laughs> walk away. And I always felt like when he was first here that I had this obligation to share Evan with everybody. And it was like, I felt like I was word vomiting all the time. So people would be like, oh, like you have a kiddo? I was like, yeah, it's like, so tell me about him. And it's like, I would, wouldn't even filter. I would just share. And I know that it was, very heavy on some people and like at first I was like well that's not fair to them but then it was like you know what this is my life and when I want to share Evan I, I can share Evan but sometimes I don't need to share Evan because sometimes people don't care not saying like people who are following Evan just like random people who are talking to you and like they don't care they're just trying to be polite and ask you like ask you some questions so are you good with people just jumping in, people you don't know, jumping in and kind of saying, hey, I want to be a part of, of his life as well. And I would love that. More, I think the more people, Evan, Evan's so awesome. And as a mom, I'm a little bit biased, but I can actually see it too. He has changed not only my life, but a lot of people that follow him and it through what he's taught me. So like just my faith and like what we do with Evan and how I see the potential of, yeah, there's some really, really, really crappy dates. You know, I look at Evan and I try to be there as much as possible, but there's always a part of me that like wants to pull back because I don't want to be hurt. But I keep thinking and reminding myself, I'm not the person going through that. He is. And if I ignore it, then it doesn't make it go away. It's just harder for him. His feelings are valid and so is mine. And so are Sam's and so are Ryan's and so are our nurses. You know, some people do, like we all need a break sometimes. We're not even a break, like, Ryan gives me that break. Like right now is my break. I have a nurse here. I'm stepping away from Evan and knowing we're in a safe place. If something happens, she'll come get me or I can hear it. But like, I don't have to have my mom ear on all the time anymore. Like I used to. This is now my, like Ryan is now a different type of joy. He's another thing added to my bucket list. He just brings that every day. Like, like he loves his brother. I put him together. They like hang out. Evan gets... Evan gets over it, we move forward, but it's at those, like, remember I was talking about those little 
happy times during the day to hold on to. And like, like I would say the other day was them playing soccer and them kicking the ball around. I have videos of that and Evan loved it. And so did Ryan. So it's to have them have that connection. I mean, even though Ryan's really small and doesn't understand, probably won't remember this and understand it. But Evan will. Evan's old enough. He gets it. He knows he's a big brother. Well, and you almost get to alter that bucket list to add Ryan to either pieces of that or to make an additional bucket list for Ryan and Evan, one for them to do together. And I think too is like, there are things that I would do with, a, with Ryan, a typical child, that I would then pull Evan in. So like we have friends come over that have typical kids and we'll think one of my friends, she's really good. And like when I play with her typical kids, like she would always include Evan. We're making cookies. She would bring cookie dough over to him, put his hands in it. We're like me, I'm thinking about the, the activity to do with the typical kid. Like I wasn't thinking about Evan and how we can combine Evan with it. And I think a lot of moms that are special needs like we, we all thought that typical was what we signed up for. You know, we got a special needs kiddo, which has changed our lives more ways than one. And it's okay. Like, I want to say like, it's okay being a special needs mom, wanting more for your child. There always is. Like that's not making you a bad person or making you feel guilty or just, but I, I think it's just one of those like, I don't know. Like the bucket list has been amazing. And I think everyone should have it, whether they're two or nine or a hundred years old. Like, there are so many things that we want to do in life. Unless we actually think about it, we don't ever do. It's like that, that list of things, like the grocery list. Like if you didn't know, you if it wasn't on the list, you don't get it. So it's one of those, or when you're walking down the aisle, it's like when you you pick out that one item that wasn't on the list. It's like, well, you didn't even know that, that you needed it until it happened. Thank you for listening to this episode of We Saved You a Seat. Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions, advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405-271-5072.